A new edition of the Sheffield Steelers uh, podcast, Aaron. Uh, completely uh, different look on your face and a completely different feel around the building to uh, to a week ago. What a what a great two days we've had. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge weekend for us. Obviously, we knew that our game needed to change and um, we needed to button up some things and, and be ready to compete for a full 60. You know, I, I love the way the, the guys battled and um, huge weekend for us, yeah. Yeah, does it almost make it more frustrating when you <laughs> see us play as well as we have done this, this weekend? Or is yeah. that just part of the game? No, well, you, you know, you try to close the door on things, obviously. Um, but I'd be lying if I said I'm still not a little disappointed how last weekend um, went for us you know we felt like those were two games if you really want it down the stretch you need those points but again those are tonight was a huge game yesterday in Nottingham after losing four in a row you know it would have been very easy for us to find a way to lose that hockey game but the boys were ready to compete in battle and um, I thought we played like men for, for two nights in a row here and, and found a way to get points. Yeah, you went with the same roster as you did last night. I guess that was a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, it, there wasn't any injuries. Obviously, everyone's nicked up this time of year, but, um, you know, our compete level and, and the way we we played as a, a 20-man unit tonight was outstanding. Yeah, good for DeLuca to, to get going, and he scored two vital goals, didn't he? Yeah, he played really good last night, too. That line was excellent all weekend. I think they had five all weekend, so... Um, you know, we mix things up a little bit, and it was good to see them be rewarded. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the podcast a bit later, I'm sure. But you're thinking behind changing the lines and what you were looking to get out of them with John going, you know, on that big unit. Yeah, I mean, that was I, I just kind of wanted to match the her line yesterday, putting Army up with Valley and and Cons, and then um, the 1915-28 line was just I felt like. They'd be good together, and then I, I moved Ebbs to center so that he'd give me a little bit more sandpaper below the hash marks like centers need to do. So, uh, yeah, it worked out. Okay, and looking forward, obviously a big weekend next week. They're all going to be big now uh, with Fife and Guildford. But does it help having that whole week of Absolutely. preparation? Yeah, it, it, yeah, that m- no midweek game is huge for us right yeah. now. Like, um, you know, we, we played more games than everyone down the stretch earlier in the year, and now we get the weeks to, to really dig in and, and get what we need to out of the guys. And, again, hopefully we'll be ready Saturday. Yeah, uh, just, there should be no reason why we're not. Just finally, you like the rest of us? Are you on your phone now just refreshing, seeing what's going on in Cardiff and well, college I got, it, I got it on in the office, but these, these interviews have, have been killing me. <laughs> okay, you go, you go and watch it, and Jonathan and I will probably come and join you in a bit to see what's going on there. And uh, hold on. We're going to let a football team come back who've just been having the photographs taken. Jonathan uh, firmly joins me. Alex will be uh, joining us in a while, and then I'm sure we'll probably head back into the uh, the media room and uh, get the views of Pete Spencer and Dean and, and everybody else. But, my God, what a difference a week makes, Jonathan. I was one of those people that was watching in Fife. I travelled up on the train, I paid my 18 quid, and I felt a bit let down by the team. I felt... You know, I, I was a paying member of the crowd uh, last Sunday and uh, I felt the Steelers owed me tonight and I got my money back tonight for sure. Well, the that whole weekend we got it back, Absolutely. We? I can't comment on the Nottingham game because I didn't see it. I've seen the, the highlights and the goals package, but uh, tonight the Steelers were... Uh, that was a playoff-level intensity to the game, particularly first period. I thought we were uh, outstanding. Even for a 1-1 period, I thought that was as good as any period we've seen from the Steelers. We stood outside the coach's office. Aaron Brockelos has just wandered out. Bad timing, you get to join us. Um, we're just saying what a great weekend. Kind of makes it even more frustrating to what happened last weekend, but oh boy, did we bounce back. Yeah, I think anytime you're playing, I mean, sometimes when you come off break, you're a little bit lackluster, and that's what it was. Frustration sat in a little bit, but uh, two good games this weekend, and we're on to the next. Yeah, what did we do well this weekend? Simple. Just played simple, played played just the way we're supposed to. I don't think we did anything drastic. We didn't change anything. We just played simple and played the right way. Okay. And you, I mean, you're, you're used to this playoff mentality now, building up to the playoffs. And you, you come to this league where we're obsessed now with the league title as, as such. How, how do you see this running? Because it's so tight. Yeah, I think it is, obviously. I, I think you can just look at it as game by game. You can't look at any other team or how many points you're ahead of someone or how many games they have on you. But... For us, it's just one game mentality and go from there. We've tried a few different defensive pairings, trying to get a a balance that works. You're alongside Aaron Johnson at the moment. How are you finding that combination? Yeah, good. He's easy to play with. Obviously, a guy with NHL caliber skill and uh, work ethic. It's pretty easy playing with him. Um, He reads the ice so well, he can move. So it's it's definitely a dream for me. And it's, it's awkward as well because 
there's two other defencemen sitting in the stands desperate for a game. There's a cup final coming up, there's a league title to be won. There's pressure on everyone, but defensemen in particular, to keep earning that place. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Uh, obviously, there's always good competition, and Betsy and Yoni are two good players that could play on any team's top pairing, too. So it's, for that sense, you know, you feel bad for them. Um, at the same time, they're buying into what we're doing here. So, I mean, you just hope that everyone can adjust and find their role. Okay, we thank you very much, Aaron. Alex joins us as well. What's been said in the uh, words of uh, social media? Uh, I, don't it, know. I would imagine it's a little different to last Saturday Sunday. Uh. Yeah, it's well, we know it's, it's completely different when when the side's playing well and and winning games. And I think last night well, we were there. It was a a tremendous performance. I think more than anything else, it was the Steelers of of five six weeks ago that. Um, did the little things right that Aaron's been crying out I for. think that was more of a Steelers performance of five, six years ago, where the Steelers won with physicality, defensive hockey, you know, playing well in your own end first. This wasn't a case of let's go and blow away the Giants like we've blown away teams earlier in the season. I thought we won that game defensively. Giants had a lot of shots. I don't think they had many scoring chances. As the game went on, they didn't get many good looks at Duba. And that was a hallmark of Steelers teams gone by. It's starting to become the hallmark of this Steelers team as it gets down to the nitty-gritty. I'll take you into my house on a Monday night. I get home from work, have the tea, sit there, write the programme, do the... Fortunately, Jonathan, your article's always well in advance, so thank you for that. Um, and I ring Aaron and I ask for his words and then we, we do his interview. And he says to me, we've got to play inside out, got to play inside out. And I spoke to him Tuesday or Wednesday and he mentioned inside out, inside out. And then last night, when I'm interviewing him in the showers, we weren't naked, he was just stood in the showers. And he says, we played inside out. And I had to ask him what inside, what he meant. And he just means like getting inside the opponent and, and being defence first. This team isn't naturally defence first, is it? But, it? but it has been this weekend. No, the Steelers have won games this season just by outscoring the world. And we limited the Giants because the Giants, they don't have a great offensive record this season. If the have Giants are going to... Have a listen to these for a stat. Have a listen, Alex. Yeah, if the this. Giants are going to fall short, and as, as things stand, it looks as though they're probably going to be out. It's probably going to be offensively. Owens put up good numbers. He may not have had a great weekend this weekend, but Owens' numbers are terrific defensively. They've got you know, the best defensive record in the league, but they've played three games in Nottingham, they've played three games in Sheffield, and they've scored three goals. That's a hell of a stat, isn't it? They've been yeah. shut out three times, or twice in Nottingham and once here. Um, and and against, against your title rivals, OK, they've gone to Cardiff and won twice, but I think, is it, if, of Erhart Conference games, I think there's something like six and nine now, Belfast. They just not had that goal scorer when they needed it. Steelers' big chances tonight, they did fall to our goal scorers, DeLuca, Connolly, Valorant, you know. When I hear Belfast fans, though, or when I read them on Twitter, Facebook, I get the feeling they're not happy with Owens. Yeah, he has put up good numbers. Yeah, but <clears throat> it, it kind of works the other way around. We saw it last year with Wiss, because when we were conceding as many goals as what we were conceding, obviously the blame tends to be shifted on the guys that job it is to stop the puck going in the net but if the guys at the other end of the ice aren't putting the puck in the net like we struggled to last year then it's always going to shift back to the goalie but I'm a big fan of Owen I thought he was really good in Fife and earned his almost I guess you could say the move to a, a bigger club um, and rightly so I've got to tell you, Benny, you've opened that door of the media room three times and you've seen us here. You, I, I had the feeling you were trying to avoid us. Firstly, congratulations, monkey off the back. But uh, I don't think a lot of people have been overly bothered by you not scoring, but you've been bothered by you not scoring. So yeah. it must, but it must feel... Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you, you know, a couple of years ago they are popping 20 plus a year. <laughs> it is frustrating, but when you're on a t it's such a great team and everyone's scoring, we're not shy of goals. So um, as long as we're winning, I'm happy. Um, I think the most frustrating part is the opportunities that I've had. You know, there's just something, it's just not clicking or not going in or broken stick or an amazing save or a toe save or something. And uh, so to get a scrappy one like tonight, um, yeah, it's, it's great. It helps did the you, team did win. Did you look up on the screen to make sure it didn't go off Valley Skate and it was off Well, the I was actually telling Valley, I was like, I don't want to claim that. You, you take it. <laughs> but uh, we were having a laugh about it. And 
you know, the boys were supportive and they were pretty happy for me because they know it's been quite some time. Referees gave it to 88, by the way, on the old air piece. They went 88, but we had the uh, screening and we saw oh, the they're not used to giving it to 81, are they? It's been a while. Yeah. It must be the moustache that's made the difference then. Yeah, yeah, I just thought after last weekend, you know, it wasn't going too well, so I thought I'd give it the old moustache and, you know, four points and uh, I'll take that, yeah. Is it a completely different atmosphere, I would imagine, in the room to what it was last weekend? Um, what would you put the two different weekends down to? Just back to basics. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't getting away from our game. Uh, even last night in Nottingham when they scored and the same when Belfast scored tonight, we didn't panic. We played our game. Um, we played the game that Aaron and Carter preached to us and we played basic and simple and um, we played like that for the full 60 minutes. I don't know the last time we played a full two-game weekend solidly like that. It's been, it was really impressive. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It also made a difference having you back in the lineup after uh, a couple of games out. How did you find it watching? I know it's incredibly frustrating, but was there that extra drive and determination to make sure the team uh, well, I don't know on the was, right side of things? I don't know it was more frustrating, trying to get a word in edgeways with you up there or <laughs> watching the team lose. <laughs> um, no, but it's terrible, isn't it? You know, I'm, I don't miss many games, touch wood. And, um, watching the team lose, you just want to be out there helping. You know, you just want to help. You're not saying that I'd make a difference, but you just want to be in the trenches with them and, and trying to help them out. And, um, you know, it just so happens to be everyone played great. I'm back in the lineup. We win two games this weekend, so it's great. You spoke there about what it was like not, not playing them two weekends, but what was the, the mood like in the dressing room after the, the four back-to-back losses? Because when I come down and I see you all at practice, you're all still as chirpy as what you were going back to December time so was, yeah. was there ever a, a mood swing a, a shift in, in what the guys were like yeah definitely after the game it is for sure because you know you're disappointed you've let your teammates down you've let the coaches down you've let the fans down and you know we hold high expectations at this club and it's, we're a winning club and we expect the best and um, you know the last four games I'd even argue six games wasn't good enough um, it's not the standard that we've set for ourselves and uh, I think this weekend showed the, the bar that we, we reach for every weekend. Um, we played arguably the best, the most complete weekend I think um, all season against two very good teams. Um, we played great games, simple, and uh, we didn't take any chances. We let them come to us and um, it's exciting and it's fun to play like that. And Going back to what you said about practice, it is frustrating uh, when you lose to, on a losing weekend, but you can't bring that into practice. You've got to come back with a fresh attitude. The sun comes up and you've got to get back to work and you can't be mopey and head down or else you stay in the trenches. You've, got to, you've just got to work as hard and, and, and get back on top of it. I know it's one game at a time, but I want to skip ahead to next Sunday and another trip to Guildford. What's so difficult about playing down there? Because no one seems to find it easy these days. No, it is. They're a very good team. They're quick. They're the quick transition team. And uh, they've got players that can put the puck in the net. Um, you know, it's a funny old barn with a small bench and a small dressing room. And you don't get the luxuries that you do here in Nottingham. And they make it tough on you. And uh, if you don't show up uh, and play a good hockey game, you're going to lose, just as anyone. And like you said, you're looking ahead, a couple of games ahead, but we've got a, a job to do on Fife uh, on Saturday here. Uh, we've got a little payback for them. It's, uh, last weekend wasn't good enough, and we, we're going to have that fresh in our memories. OK, top job, fella. Well done. Congratulations. Should we have a wander down and see if we can grab another player? Yeah. And then we'll head back. Oh, Alex is going to go into the... Uh, Alex is heading back into the media room. We'll end up heading back there, I think, Jonathan. I was pleased for him. I, I, I must admit, I looked at that TV monitor for the replay just to make sure it was his goal. And uh, when the referees gave it to uh, to Valley, and then I thought, I oh, know, I'm, I'm not announcing that Valorander, and I've seen no, it. No, definitely. Because also, if you answered as Valorander, they're going to question whether or not it was kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was clearly enough the defenseman. So that's two goals this season, one into an empty net and one with a pass. But hey, they all count for one, so. Uh, You've got to take them however you get them. And uh, I know he played it down, but it does make a difference having Ben O'Connor back in your team. Oh, 100%, 100%. I'm going to wait for Valley because I want to talk to him about the pass he makes to Connolly when he knows that hit's going to come in. All the talk about Valoran's goal scoring this season, quite rightly, but neutral zone, he made the difference tonight. Yeah. And plays like that that set up the chances and, you know, the work of, you know, Sandstrom and Davis to keep the puck in the offensive zone, just hard work. 
to make chances happen. And, you know, the early chemistry between Sandstrom and Deluca looks really promising. They're not two players you would naturally have put together, are they? No, uh, mainly because you wouldn't necessarily want to put Connolly and Armstrong together because you've only got two of your best face-off winners on the same line. So Armstrong didn't start off taking face-offs tonight. Connolly did. And Armstrong's the only one who's in the plus column for the Steelers this season other than San Pierre, and he's been gone a long time now. So that changed as it went on, and, and Armstrong started taking more of them. Um, so it's uh, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a challenge for the Steelers to, to win those face-offs, but... Getting Armstrong to take more of the draw certainly helped. We're in a battle here with uh, Aaron Johnson's wife for the uh, company of uh, Marco Valoran. I'm going to take the huge... Er uh, Can I borrow him for a second? It's okay, just a second. Jesus, you're chatting up AJ's wife. Come here. Hey. Hey, we, I wanted just to, to greet you. So often we talk to you about goals, we talk about points, we talk about all the, those sexy things. But I have to say, that one shift to me epitomised today, that, that passionate to Cons for his breakaway goal. You knew that big hit was coming in. You have to take the hit to make the pass. And uh, uh, firstly, let's say congratulations on that play. But what, what, a, what a great play it was. And what a great two days we've had difference, isn't it? Yeah, we, we talked about this week. We, have a, we had a big big week of work. And, uh, you know, it's we realised, I think this week we realised how a lot of guys in this locker room realize how this is the playoffs in this league. You know, it's it, there's no there's no playoffs. So these are the games that you know you got to take as a, almost as a game seven. And uh, I think that's that's how our mentality was going through those two games. And and like you said, like guys are, are making those extra plays, taking those extra hits to make a play, and and that's what makes us successful. And we're back to the ways that uh, we were on that winning streak a few uh, weeks ago. Five next is revenge on the mind, or is it just another game? Oh, it's revenge. It's revenge time. You know, we want, we want those, we need those two points. It's not about wanting anymore. It's about needing those points. And, uh, but at the same time, we're, we have to go in this game like we did against Nottingham and those, you know, we, we lose against nine and 10, but we, we play very well and we get four points against two and three. So we need to go uh, in those games in that mentality where um, we're playing against a top team. What's it like with John Armstrong, a different type of sentiment than what you know, you've been used to and been playing with? What, what does John bring and, and do differently? Um, it, you know, it's, it's been only this week that we've been practicing together and it's, it's given us, a, our line, a different look. Um, he's bringing a lot of puck poise and, and he can make plays in, uh, in tight areas and, and he's really good at, at keeping those pucks alive and making those extra plays. And uh, we're still trying to uh, to to uh, to learn from each other, but uh, it was it was a good weekend for the three of us. You mentioned that sort of puck protection that Armstrong offers, and when he's able to just skate around with it, it just buys you that time to, to find that little pocket of space. Exactly, we he's good. At, he's really good at that, protecting the puck in the corners and and, uh, and beating his guy one on one. And uh, so you just gotta uh, read off him, give him an option if he's in in in, uh, in that battle. But then you, most of the time he beats his guy anyway. So you gotta find that soft soft spot for for a pass, and uh, he's really good at that. Okay, top man. Congratulations, you, great weekend, Marco. And uh, I'll just poke my nose in here to see if there is anybody. Otherwise, no, they've departed. I think Aaron Aaron Johnson decided he'll uh, go for a stroll. Um, Brendan Connolly speaking. Oh, big defenceman who's been there for two or three years. We almost signed him the one year. What's his Kevin name? Ryan. Kevin Ryan. That's who he's speaking to there. I don't think we're going to get cons. Should we go back in the media room and, and have a debrief? I think we should. The third period is away in uh, Coventry now, and uh, I think the debrief will probably last as well as that game's going. Okay. We're all going to stick with it, so we wander back. Okay, boys, time to pick up a chair. We walk back in the media room, and uh, Alex is with Pete Spencer from BBC Radio Sheffield, your sports leader, and uh, Dean Woolley, who... I think we'll feel vindicated for his attack on Nottingham in our last episode. <laughs> We're all grabbing chairs. Quite like this. Oh, Pete, what's, what's BBC Radio Sheffield leading with their, uh, on their bulletins now? Uh, I think the overriding feeling is one of relief, one of job done, one of <laughs> that's the Steelers we know after last weekend. I mean, I wasn't here. I wasn't... I was kind of scrolling through Twitter madly trying to keep up and, and follow. Where were you last week? Uh, half term away with the missus. Uh... That's a poor show, isn't yeah. it? That's a poor show. Oh, God. So, she doesn't um, like the sport, though, does she? Though, when she's been here before, she's not into that. So, um, so yeah, there was that. And then, yeah, just 
night and day from the looks of it. I tweeted to a couple of people after the game and said, was it a case of Sheffield being poor or you know the other teams kind of bringing it? And they were a little bit of both, but there was no question that Sheffield were definitely at the races tonight. Yeah. That was as good a performance as I think we've seen this year. I thoroughly enjoyed that as a game of hockey as well. I thought, you know, from it had a little bit of, uh, of everything. Well, the first period, I thought, was, was absolutely terrific. It, it just looked like two good teams playing a good game. The second period, I thought, was a bit more scrappy and both teams really struggled for control. Um, but the Steelers got the goals at, at good times just to, to settle the nerves. And you saw the Steelers, for the next few shifts after every goal, playing with so much more confidence and there was that extra bit of jump and a little bit of extra speed to the way that the team transitioned. Uh, you know, every goal gave them that bit of extra belief, but Belfast are a good team, no question about that. They're going to be a real tough out for anyone who gets them in the playoffs just because they're hard to score on. And also travel. Yeah. yeah. The, trick, the trick there is ideally you want to go there you want them to come to you so they travel twice, but they're going to be in the top four, you would think, unless Coventry pick out. Um, but you don't want to be doing the double travel, do you? You don't want to travel to Belfast one day and then, and then come back. You want the higher seed, don't you, so that you get the say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I know Jonathan's already given you the stat. That's an incredible stat of six games for Belfast in Nottingham, in Sheffield, and I've only scored three goals in six games. Because when you look at their roster, they have goals in it. But... But do, but do they, though? Because we were going through the roster, me and John. Ben Jonathan Lake? How many did Ben Lake have last year? Yeah, but Ben Lake's... We've, we've spoken about Ben Lake. Ben Lake's not the player he was at Manchester last year for me. Oh, no, because he played in Coventry. Well, at yeah, Coventry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, there Kieran, we go. Kieran Long's not Kieran the same Long player he was in Coventry. No, yeah. There we go. But, yeah, I did mean... Just, hold on, just on that way. When Kieran Long scored the other week, his first goal... Did you see his mum's tweet? Yes. Yeah, about yes. time. Brilliant, Brilliant tweet. Brilliant tweet, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean... Who, Jonathan, if you're yeah. looking down that roster, who who do you fancy for a goal? I think Smotherman. Well, again, I said this after the last time we played Belfast. Smotherman didn't get enough of the puck again tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they can do to, to get well, him. I more remember involved, you saying but... that, and actually tonight I was looking at Smotherman. You know, you're looking to see. Yeah. But and I'm not sure uh, if it's just the combination he was with. He was with Long and, and Elgin Pierce. Pierce is the only player on the roster who's in to. Uh, past the 20 mark for goals but most Hamilton. of those were scored with Dundee, Dundee yeah. um, I don't have the exact split in front of me now but the rest of the roster Hamilton 19 Goodwin's in double figures so yeah. Farnham Ward Smotherman Lake Goodwin was about the only other one tonight yeah. that I thought he's got a goal in him and he had a couple of opportunities and Deva make a couple, made a couple of great saves so they've got one player into the 20s the Seals have got five into the 20s yeah. I went with Leonard as the Belfast Giants man of the match and I don't know if any of you would agree with that I went with him on the pure basis that when I asked if they wanted to buy 50-50 tickets he was the only one who said yes <laughs> and uh, I thought you should be rewarded for that he gave me five pounds he can take home the Bradfield Brewery six pack of beer yeah, <laughs> just those Belfast results in Nottingham lost 4-1 lost 2-0 lost 4-0 in Sheffield lost 5-0 lost 4-1 lost 4-1 so that's three goals scored in six road games although they have won twice in, in Cardiff but then they've got a great record against I think they're 2-1 against us aren't they in Belfast what are they against not well they've still got to play Nottingham mm. twice they've haven't they have been Nottingham 3-0 and Nottingham have got a double header to come there in March um, Belfast remaining home games they've got 3 against the Flyers 2 against Guildford and 2 against Nottingham so it's going to be Belfast potentially or Nottingham as to who's going to maybe pick up that third spot I'd say because the two of them are probably going to take points off each other Guildford's a tough place to, to play and a tough team to play against I don't want to play Guildford and I don't want to play Coventry in the playoffs Alex come in here stop looking at Dean's laptop and Sorry. make some well, content if you play Coventry or Guildford it probably means you finish third or fourth yeah 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 Coventry Guildford what, what's the Which question you, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying oh, in the playoffs you don't want to get a Coventry or Guildford do you no not a chance well, with that record do you fancy a trip to Manchester I'd much rather go to Manchester than Coventry or Guildford. Because you get the, every, every, you every. Get the leg here, don't you? And, and, and you get the playoff record. Yeah, God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once since he's become a coach, he's gone to the final four. And that was one year we brayed and we did him in the semi-final that year, didn't we? And I think there's about four overtime defeats in amongst all that lot as well. Is uh... He lost to Hull. <laughs> yeah, lost to Hull, lost to Coventry in overtime, lost to uh, the Stingrays in overtime when he was with... Uh... 
when he was with the clan. He said to me he was going to go to Spain <laughs> that weekend <laughs> and just leave it to the assistant coach and see what happens. Yeah, lost the Flyers twice in overtime, once at home and then with with Glasgow and oh, sorry, with Brayhead then and then once he moved to Manchester. So, so would you would you rather team. have Guildford or Coventry then? Uh, no, but Coventry have just scored to take the lead. So let's pause everything and oh. remark on the fact that uh, Cardiff are currently losing. No, that's, wow. we're, we're, so, what, just sticking with that, what's the options of if you don't get Coventry, Guildford, who? I mean, you get Manchester or Dundee. Well, yeah, you take. Yeah, Manchester, you Dundee, Dundee, take. Yeah. The Steelers, we've still got to go up to Dundee, but historically, the Steelers do better in Dundee than they have done in Manchester. I would mm. think recently, over, over the last couple of years, certainly. Manchester are going to finish above Dundee, I think. Oh, uh, here's the interesting one: you might end up with Glasgow. We forget Glasgow. Yeah. Um, did you see the interview after the game no. yesterday with Patrick Kelly? And it just looked like a very Broken. defeated, yeah, almost mentality. And we saw what a good goal he was last year in Milton Keynes. And I'm not saying he's not been as as good, but with very little help this year. Well, it's no no secret that we made him a really good mm-hmm. offer. Um, to come here. This is before Aaron was uh, was involved. We, his agent wanted to move quickly and, and do a deal before the end of last season. We put our, our offer in and uh, Glasgow ended up, up with him. He could quite easily be in that dressing room now. And, uh, <laughs> bad choice, Patrick. Yeah, with, just with the mood and how, how the league's lining up with everything, especially given the start they had. And I know they've been riddled with injuries and, and what have you, but yeah, I didn't really see them sliding off this much to this degree. Well, I think we thought they had goals, though, Jonathan. You know, you think Glasgow, you think goals, you think Pitt and Becker, don't you? And and then Matthew goes up there, so he's going to get some and pay, you know. Chad Rao as well, that was a, a big signing for them this offseason. Yeah, I, I just think their, their start of the season was, it turns out it's a bit of a mirage. They were never quite as good as they looked in those first few weeks. It was, if you look at the, the numbers they had, their shots per game was right down and it was just basically everything they were sending on goal was going in normally you're sort of looking around the the 10 percent mark um for your shots you know in a good season you might be scoring with 12 percent of your shots they were scoring with 15 18 percent and that was just unsustainable and it's come back down to normal levels now and uh they just weren't haven't been generating enough shooting chances for those forwards who've got the scoring talent um, they just weren't getting the opportunities to them Pete I walked into the media room and the first thing Dean Woolley said to me was game of the season I said that's right she says no 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 for photography game of the season so you actually got some you got some good stuff yeah some superb why is that you know what I, I don't know what it looked like from the stems but when the hooking when the hacking when the chopping when the grabbing when the pulling when the holding from a photography point of view it's a game of dreams that's so some some great hits some great holds some great tussles and uh, I mean that's what still pictures are all about you need that action in the frame what was the difference on the bench between last Saturday against Dundee and tonight Massive difference because I was on the Belfast bench. Oh, <laughs> huge difference! Very. It was on your bench. It was on our bench tonight. Well, Haley got a full three periods on the Steelers bench because uh, I needed to change it up. All looks the same, doesn't it? When you look at the pictures from mm. from this season and last season, it all looks the same because of the angles that we've got out there. So. Uh, had a chat with uh, Kiefer before the game and onto their bench, and uh, maybe it's the way to go now. I mean, what a game! Maybe that's the uh, the good luck charm, Dino, on the away bench. Stay on that t- bench for the rest of the season. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Alex, you interviewed Adam Keefe. He's a first-class bloke, top man. What was his uh, What was his thought process? He thought it was a, a good game between two good sides. Um, he spoke about the missed chances they had um, to either extend the lead or. Well, to pull themselves back into the game. Cardiff but, have levelled it on the power play, 3-all. Um, he spoke about the inconsistency they've had pretty much all season. He says it's something he's been crying out for, but he just hasn't got it. Um, but I think they're on now a seven-game homestand or something, um, which he's hoping can be a, a nice little run that they can put together. But he thought it was a good game. Um, but he's... Obviously, he spoke about he, he kind of accepted responsibility for the the goals conceded and and not scored on on their special team units because it's well it, we know they've got a good penalty kill but um, again the power play struggled tonight and we penalty killed it I thought especially that five on three 
penalty kill. That was that was huge tonight. It's a huge kill last night as well. Nottingham oh, had yeah, that big was, kill, didn't yeah. they? And you thought they would take momentum, but they didn't. But no, we did. Didn't. Yeah, um, and I think moments like that, just as something as simple as killing a penalty, can bring the atmosphere back into the place as well. And like you said last night, the Nottingham fans didn't catch on to it and and keep momentum going, and and we managed. Has anybody seen the attendance tonight? There looked a lot of people in. It was loud, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was, it was a loud noise. It was. Sorry, just a ran- random stat out of nowhere. I think that's, I think seven times this season Belfast have been shut out in League and Cup. Oh. Just just going back to the uh, lack of goal scoring. Not just uh, the odd one, but you're not going to beat anybody if you score no goals at all. You know, you score one or two, you might scrape through. But if you don't score at all, then you know that's what got them knocked out of the cup. They didn't score in any <laughs> either leg of the quarter final against Cardiff and. Uh, you know, that looks like being what's going to submarine their season. Alex has just shown me a figure from the arena of 7,256. Yeah, wow. that's on the game sheet. Yeah. That's an incredible, nice. uh, on a Sunday night. Are we becoming a Sunday night team? Looks that way. <laughs> We're becoming a team that's worth watching. Yeah. And it also shows that the fans recognise that those performances, the last two home games against Nottingham and Dundee, weren't, weren't the norm. And... You know, it wasn't as though the you know the season's gone now. Um, they knew the Steelers are a good team; they'll bounce back. They put a lot of trust in us tonight by having seven thousand of them turn up. Uh, it shows that they still believe. Here's something for you: if we were writing all our players' names down on a sheet of paper right now, how many of us would naturally have put to- um, Lucas Sandstrom with Anthony De Luca? I don't know why I would not think of those two playing together, but they've. Whether it's by chance, whether there was nobody else left for them to play with, they've they've gone in. They were outstanding last night. I thought they played very well again tonight. Yeah, I think a lot of it's to do with the off ice chemistry they have as well. Um, they're very close, um, very close mates off the ice as well. So I suppose that works in their favour slightly. But listening to Aaron's interview with Pete, and he spoke about why he made the change last night to put John um, onto that line with Valley and. And Connolly was quite interesting because shutting down Sam Hurd is shutting down Nottingham. the Nottingham Panthers. So he did it; it worked. He stuck with it again tonight. And the amount of times I'm watching guys at the end of practice now taking face-offs, it's clearly something that they they've been working on. And I thought Ebbs had a had a good weekend at centre. And we struggled at centre, didn't we? We struggled in the face-off circle after Saint Pierre left, but now it's 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 getting more back. It is, um, and, and a lot of effort's been put into it as well. The guys know that it, they can prove to be crucial, uh, whether it's winning them in your own zone and clearing or winning them in the offensive zone and, and keeping the puck in. But um, I just thought it was an all-round performance this weekend. As Benny said, it was as solid as we've probably seen all season. Face-off so, face tonight, one thirty-one, lost 32. Yeah. And when you get the breakdown for the players, DeLuca 100%, but that was one for one. Davis 50%, seven for seven. Armstrong uh, 68%, so that's 13 one, six, six lost. And then Eberly, considering he's not an out and out centre, 43%. So only Jonathan Phillips and Eberly just below 50%. So you'd take that, wouldn't you, from, you know, considering Eberly was probably a, you know, a. A second or, or in, in effect, third-line centre, really. But Going back to the, the line matching then and wanting a unit that can shut down Sam Hur, who's been arguably the league's standout player in terms of points production and the lift he's given to the Panthers' season, when we come up in a fortnight's time against Cardiff, does that line go out against Joey Martin or are there too many other threats that need dealing with it? It's, you know, you can match up one line against one line, but... Cardiff can throw more things at you um, and it'll be interesting to see if the lines that are used next week are the ones that are used for Cardiff or if there are uh, special plans in place or it's all going to be kept a secret and you know will we see something different in the league game to the cup final it's uh, it's a big weekend next week because anyone that drops out of form at the wrong time is going to find themselves not playing in the two biggest games of the Steelers season so far yeah just quickly, um, when the camera went into the Steelers' dressing room tonight, um, is that the Eric Mellons you're yeah. looking at there? Yeah. Eric Mellons' video. Alex and I are probably the only two people in here who saw the one last night, which was obviously... Are we going to be able to... Well, that is, is uh, Aaron going to give I us that, you think? Yeah, if I ask politely enough, I'm sure 
We're still recording, Danny. Feel free to come in. Yeah, he'll not have an issue with it, I'm sure. I'll but just have now. to ask nicely. Right, this is Aaron's daughter. Name? is Helen. Helen. Hi, Helen. You're live on the podcast. I've already sponsored you to do your sponsored walk but pete is a very wealthy man and he'll sponsor you and so will jonathan alex and dean wow. so she's come in yeah <laughs> so we're so she, so aaron's daughter's doing a sponsored walk for the children's hospital charity that's very good of you how much has pete put in 50 miles, five, five pounds hey oh, good stuff good stuff so just to just to uh tell folk what happened give the synopsis the synopsis was that when Aaron got off the bus in Nottingham he wanted Eric Melland to read the Stalin lineup out so we either phoned him or texted him within an hour this video comes back of Melland dressed how would you describe his uh, his, his weird other than weird I think weird's yeah, weird how you it? sum it up, yeah. yeah. Well Carl was explaining, wasn't it, that it was his his personality. So his alter ego had come it? out. Cowboy hat. It was a cowboy hat, it was a big jacket, and he's in an outdoor rink and he's playing and then he, he reads the starting lineup out and he uh, it's it's funny. And I mean you Danny's joined us, Danny Moyer, the fitness uh, coach. Um, congratulations, they look fit this week. Um, they <laughs> but Melon's missed, isn't he? He was a great character, and, and it's good that he's, he's, he's still involved today with the team. Yeah, absolutely. The boys absolutely love Melly, and just for him to see that was a nice little perk up before the games. Yeah. Hey, did you get lots of sponsorship? Lots. Did you? Yeah. You Honestly, you've got more money wow. out of this room than anybody's ever got. Well done. Good luck on your sponsored walk. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're just about to talk behind your dad's back now. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, Whoa. Flyers have just beaten Manchester 3 2. So Are Flyers still in this? They're 34 points, they're three behind Glasgow. They've played yeah. two more, but again, you're looking through it, where are Glasgow's wins coming yeah. from? Um, there are a lot of games, though, that Manchester, Glasgow, and Dundee have got to play between them. There's five games. Um, they're all going to play each other, so whoever comes out on the right side of those will will make it. Let's just go around the let's just go around the table. Who do you think is going to miss out? I don't know because was it Fife that played Cardiff in that midweek game and narrowly lost three two? Yeah, because they were really impressive in that game, and I thought actually probably deserved a point. And I don't know, Fife Fife shouldn't be where they are, but they are. So I don't know. I, I, think, I, can see, I can see Glasgow missing out the way I, they're going. I think Fife and Glasgow will miss out. Mm. Um, I'm trying to look at Glasgow's remaining fixtures. Uh, home games left, they've got Cardiff, they've got Dundee, Manchester and Nottingham. And then Glasgow's remaining road games, they've got to go to Coventry, they've got to go to Dundee, two trips to Guildford and Manchester. It's a great league, isn't it? I mean, top to bottom, it's, it's what we all want. Yeah, it's what we've been crying out for a long time league wise isn't it that there hasn't been I guess you could say last year with Milton Keynes the exception but the team that sit rock bottom and prop everybody else up that we genuinely have a good competitive league now is there anything we want is there a matter we haven't discussed is there anything oh I tell you we haven't discussed Jeremy Brudeur uh, nice kid you and I spent uh, the night with him didn't we uh, last night at Hey, don't go there. Uh, in Nottingham, he told a very good stat, actually, you'd like this one, Jonathan, that every time he's gone to a new team, they've won their first game. He told us that at 1-1, didn't they, mm-hmm. yes, last night, and uh, we were very confident of a, of a win after that. But how do we, we see this Bredeur? We've Cardiff for playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Bredeur signing, what do, what do we quickly make of that, John? Uh, it's like Carson Schubert last year. It's just somebody just in case. Um, numbers look... Look good, look look adequate for that sort of level of backup. Um, can't see a situation where he'll he'll get any game time because we've got enough skating imports that if anyone gets injured, they will take to the ice ahead of ahead of putting uh, the fourteenth import as a netminder. And I can't imagine we'll get to a situation where a league game means nothing and Duba needs a rest because hopefully it'll still go right to that final Sunday of the season against Cardiff. But all season long, we've wondered what, what could submarine the season, and it's an injury to Duba. Well, it can't now because the cover's there. So it's just a nice little safety net, and uh, we can all breathe a little bit more easily. Pete, your thoughts? He's been on 
poor teams in the past, but he's had good stats at those poor teams. So I think he, he looks a good signing. Age is on his side at 23. Obviously, he's got the pedigree of his of his father. But obviously, he's kind of looking to, to kind of get out from under the Brodeur name, probably, in a similar way that, well, to a lesser extent, that Ben O'Connor and, and Mike O'Connor comes with that kind of heritage and obviously Shudra as well. So I think it'd be interesting, as Jonathan says, I can't see a situation where he plays because we've got to have a heck of a lot of injuries in a short amount of time for that to happen. Um, or obviously uh, um, a, an injury to, to Duba. So touch wood, I can find some. Though that doesn't happen. Melanine that was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Aaron says if he performs well in training, who knows? So, you know, it, it could be half an eye on, on next season potentially as a backup, but who knows? It looks a good good on paper. Alex, you've probably spoken to him more than uh, the rest of us. What what have his thoughts coming in there? I think he's just he's he's happy to get the opportunity. He said his season in um over in Budapest was done anyway, um, team wise. So he's looking for that opportunity and, and I asked him, you know, who who did he talk? Did he talk to anybody? Because we we hear a lot of the players say they spoke to so and so before. Um, he said he spoke to Ebbs before he came. Played with Ebbs, didn't he in the coast? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he said he was. He loves it in Sheffield, and you know, come over and and see what it's like for yourself. And he says you know, there's quite a, f- a few players in the league, and knew a few that were playing for Nottingham last night. And they think a kid, 23 years old, is is think the opportunity more than anything. I think their season was done today, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? Done, so he, yeah. he's extended his earning ability for a few more weeks and he's coming to see a new league and he might be able to show his face. So, uh, I think Cardiff and Coventry are in overtime. Alex Graham has scored a last-minute equaliser for the Steel Dogs. They've got to overtime as well. OK. Um, do we want to hang around? We do, don't we? <laughs> we really do. OK. Well, then think of another subject then, Jonathan. We can well, throw okay. around it. So... In anticipation of Coventry doing... Uh, Coventry you know, won't win tonight. Car- Cardiff will take the two okay. points. I, 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 I t- in confidence. So, so here's what... Coventry hope- winning overtime. <laughs> so, here's what, <laughs> so here's what the situation is. Should Coventry win in overtime? It means the league is in the Steelers' hands. Because if they win out, that means beating Cardiff twice. Cardiff's games in hand can only get them level with the Steelers. And by beating Cardiff twice... Um, if both in regulation, they'll have the regulation wins tiebreaker. So and we've beaten them on that rule before, haven't we? Yes. We have. We won the league yeah. on that rule, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, and Jeff Le Guy. It's, uh, it's in play again um, if Coventry do us a favour. Okay, can you see Coventry? I mean, Coventry are a very good team at home. They're playing great right now. They're one of the form teams. I'd love someone like Lou Ferrara to He's get it as well. One, He's already yeah. got one tonight, so two. It's funny you mentioned that Jeff Lugui goal, because I was mentioning that to, to Bob Westerdale earlier. Phil Hill in the corner, back out to Lugui, out in front. That was the teddy, t- teddy bear toss night, wasn't it? We scored the first one, and, and then, then the teddy bear toss night. Yeah, Amy Ocean. We just finished the walk, our, mm. first, our first walk on that night. Yeah, no, that was a cracking night. No, Take a, take a bit to forget that night, but that was fantastic. I think that game also featured the best Steelers penalty kill. There was only one. Fret took a penalty in the, in the offensive zone late in the, uh, in the second period. And it just, it was one or just, just got to hang on to the end of the period. And the bodies that the Steelers players put on the line in that penalty kill, it was the only penalty of the game, it was just absolutely superb. Eunice made a couple of saves, all of them just got to the end of the period and thought, right. We've now got 20 minutes to go win the game, and obviously they did. I remember that penalty kill as clearly as anything. Yeah, Josh Eunice, there's a name from the past. The other penalty kill I would put up with that was the one where we had to be Nottingham in the playoffs, and Jono scored on that penalty kill. Yeah, you know, when he with the five-minute penalty oh, against right. John Armstrong for um, attempted murder of the Swedish goalie he ever touched. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There was a guy who went down wanting to get pulled. If ever a player ever wanted to get pulled in a game, he got stretched off and then walked to the bus. Who <laughs> was, was the guy in the same season uh, from Belfast who did it? Rutherford. Rutherford actually got to the hospital. Car- and then, and then for one in overtime. God, there you go, I told you the word. It was, that was Belfast, wasn't it? Do you remember when Rutherford got stretched off? We had a 20-minute wait. I think Debbie ended it him, I think it might have been. And then uh, he got to the hospital. And a certain Belfast Giants player texted me half an hour afterwards and said he was the first guy back on the bus. 
Yeah, Blair, uh, Blair Riley scored in overtime, so the Devils get the two points. So it's still in their hand. The Steelers still need a favour from okay, somewhere. Talk us through the whole league um, standings then before we go then, uh, Jonathan. Okay, Sheffield played 46, 61 points. Cardiff played 43, 60 points. So one behind, three in hand. Nottingham are 3-0 down in the third period in Guildford. God if bless that them. stays as it is, they will have f uh, 55 points from 44 games. So if they win their games in hand, they'd be two behind us, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Belfast have 55 points from 45 games, so they are uh, six points behind with just one in hand. Okay. I had the feeling, tell me if I'm wrong, Alex, on this one, I just had the feeling walking into that barn last night that they were planning the parade and they thought maybe for the first time after the weekend that had gone on before that this was their time that this was their moment they were coming in and I just had from the car park attendant to the hot every fan in the building I just had the feeling that to the rat yeah to the rat Oh, the, the rat. Oh, oh, I'll yes. tell you the rat story in a minute. But was, it, was that me or, or, or was that? No, Jim? no. Building up to it um, through Twitter as well, um, you could almost sense there was um, something there, and the truth of it, I don't know. But apparently, things were said by certain Nottingham players that they were going to go after certain Steelers players. Um, that <clears throat> yeah. And it did work in our favour. Um, but yeah, there, there was something about it that we probably haven't yeah. seen um, in seasons gone by because they've been nowhere near. No. Um, the, the quote from last night that I saw on the Nottingham social media was, I think the occasion got to us. And I think they built it up so much in their heads that they were probably a little bit mm. panicked when all of a sudden we brought it back level. And I just think... Yeah, I think Tim referenced it in his uh, in his post match interview as well. There were players that just wanted it, but didn't quite know how to rein that emotion in and kind of um, and panicked a little bit. And speaking to Ben O'Connor tonight, he was saying, you know, last night, tonight, even you know when it when it looked like it was potentially going wrong, we didn't panic, which is maybe what they did last week against Dundee. And he was saying that that was an uncomfortable watch on the webcast. The Panthers are well set for next year, though, because they'll have learnt a lot from this season in terms of the struggles they had early in the season. They didn't panic too much, just one addition that brought into the team, and it, it made a difference. They cut an underperforming player, brought another one in, and they went on a run. And they'll learn from this weekend, you'd imagine, going forward. They're still a really good team. They're going to be, again, a real threat come playoff time. Um, I think Wallace and Doucette have got something good going on there, and... Uh, Panthers, I think, are well set. I don't want to challenge you on numbers here, Jonathan. They've changed more than one player. They bought Talbot Hansen. in. They bought Hanson in. They bought that yeah. Tucson in. They oh, bought yeah, another yeah, defence in. But, but bought, th th those came in. They've quietly gone. We said yeah, last night, didn't we? Yeah, that they've yeah. quietly but gone. I think about only change. one of those changes was made when they were at their absolute yeah. rock bottom for this season. You know, Tucson has come in recently when they've been on a winning run. I think the point was that they didn't just sack three or four during the losing run. They just made a little tweak, mm. and uh, that proved to be the right thing to do. And they've had obviously DeSantis walk out as well, which right on deadline yeah, so day. That, that's caused one of the changes they've had to make. Uh, and in so. all fairness to them, and even though we 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 love to mock, but you know when you lose a player like Bulmer, the way they've lost Bulmer, uh, which I don't really think is through any fault of their own. Do we know exactly what's happened there? I do, but bit... then you'd have to shoot me if I told you. Fair enough. <laughs> well, uh, um, I but but, but yeah, I, I don't think it's through Nottingham's fault. In fairness to him, and you know he was a good player. I thought I liked him. I thought he was a good player. I think behind Sam Hur, Hanson, and Tolbert, he was probably their their fourth top player when he was on his day. I mean, there was a question about which Brett. Bournemouth was going to turn up, but I think a lot of Nod Nottingham fans liked him and liked what he was doing. And yeah, when he was yeah, playing, second you scoring to him, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's he was. Yeah, it was kind of what you needed. Whereas now it's kind of her Hansen and Tolbert. Well, that's one line, pretty much, isn't it? So it's whether or not Tim Wallace then spreads the scoring am amongst the lines. But thankfully, we don't have to worry about them anymore. Are all the games over now, John? Uh, no, the Guildford Nottingham started at six, so they're still playing. There's still uh, ten minutes to go there, but still three 0 Are we all good? Are we all done? 
much better than I was this time last week. I was one of the people up in Fife. And, uh... A word of advice to you. When you go to Fife as a paying spectator and you pay your 18 quid, have a word. You're part of the Steelers media. I can get you a pass. You don't have to pay your 18 quid. Just say. Just say. No, no I, I like paying money because I feel that I'm allowed an opinion then. I I've not. I've. Money. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, yeah. But that's You're from wow. Yorkshire, kid. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Any fan who's paid to come in, they can express their opinion. We yeah. don't have to agree with it. We yeah. can challenge it. Absolutely. But if they want to cheer, if they want to boo, they can, they've paid their money. I want to whinge about how bad we were in five <laughs> because I paid my money and I feel a bit let down. I went to Manchester for one of the cup games earlier this season and I feel like I want to have a whinge don't about go, that. Don't go on the road again, Adrian. <laughs> okay? Well, you, you, you basically... You, you, not, stand, not, challenge Cup final, you ain't coming in the car with us. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're not coming in the car no, with us. with the Steelers TV. Uh, You're yeah, all right on that one. Uh, hey, the Challenge Cup final is what we've got to talk about. It's road trip and we've not talked about road trip arrangements or what we're doing and how we're doing it. The LA does will be charging, charging mileage Again. Oh, wow. There's a story. <laughs> if, you, if you pick a car, John, don't go with Neil Edwards. What was the rat story? The rat story. So I'm in Nottingham last night. All of a sudden, this little rat just comes out of nowhere. Just runs straight. But I, could, I was a bit nervous, basically, Nottingham Saturday. So I got there a tad early, two hours before the team. And, um, <laughs> so four hours early. Yeah, I was there, yeah, yeah, I was there early, yeah. yeah. There was no car park attendant. I had to kind of buzz my way in there. And then I got my way in and I just was sitting there. And then all of a sudden, this rat comes straight past. And I won't lie to you, I ain't good with stuff like that. And I was scared out of my mind. But he made a beeline for the doors, but of course they got the security doors, so they were all, they were all shot. So I got my camera out, so I thought, so I'm having a bit of this, and I did the little video. But I thought, crikey, he's right by the room now, is it? So then I went and told one of the security guys who already had seen him and knew him. So, not personally named by name, but he knew him. He knew he was there. And um, so then it ended up, there was five or six of us, and we got tables like this, we were trying to cut him off. So we were trying to block. And all of us were absolutely scared of this little thing, who, poor if son. you wish you'd got a video camera oh, there. I was, if you know, if I had my time again, I'd have taken a step back, because I was useless, I was no part of it, and videoed it. So, and then we found two cardboard boxes. God knows, they came out of one of the rooms, two cardboard boxes. And then he ran past us, and we, we got him trapped, but it was about a 50-foot gap. He was running between us, and we were screaming like girls. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Not good. Uh, and eventually, we got him in the, uh, the box. And then one of the Nottingham guys, who, who done a great job getting him, says, oh, I'm going to take him outside and kill him. And then the other one goes, no, you can't do that. You can't kill him. And then these two are having a right go at each other because about the safety. And all I'm thinking of, will you just get the rat away from our dressing room? And they did, and I understand that they uh, harmlessly put him outside. But, no, they so. killed him. They definitely best, killed him. Best hockey-related rat story is the Florida Panthers 96 season. Um, there's a rat in the locker room, running across the locker room, and one of their players, uh, Scott Mellonby, one-times it against the wall. <laughs> and... It became a symbol for that Panthers team. They made, um, they made the Stanley Cup playoffs, went all the way to the finals, and every goal they threw plastic rats onto the ice. So oh, I remember the plastic rats. Is that what that was all about? The Scott one time of rat onto the dressing room wall. Oh, well, I have to say, and so that is some I reactions because those things rats. shit. I have to say, the staff at the arena, the Nottingham Arena, considering we were all as scared as we were, they were brilliant, and they they got the rat out, and and the rat lives somewhere in a sewer, somewhere close to. That's been eaten. You think? Yeah, no, I don't think it has. I don't think it has. I don't think it has. Okay, Dean, Jonathan, Pete, Alex, uh, thanks very much. You've. Uh, You've been basically listening to us waffle on a bit. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, the continued listening and uh, and good night.